0: The Conspiracy Podcast contains adult language, suggestive themes, sexual situations, and discussions of some pretty horrific events. Basically, all the good stuff. Thanks for listening.
1: kept locked up by the temple leaders to make it difficult for anyone to leave the country along the premises jewelry social security checks a trunk was filled with form today
2: on the body of the founder of the Peoples temple jim jones his sons, who were simply going to sleep some had pillows beneath their heads some died alone separated by families until the end
1: babies were fed the lethal potion with it. it's believed each lived about five minutes after swallowing a mixture of cyanide and a flavor through custody by the Guyana police another arrest was made today of a member of the people's temple the man identified only as tim carter the specific charges not immediately announced
0: Hey guys, this is just Renee this time. Um, Don't worry, I haven't done anything with Katie or Liz. Uh, Katie is still somewhere lifting her leg up high, and Liz is somewhere shrieking about Millennial Pink. I can guarantee it. Um, I am just here to let you know that you are about to hear part two of Jonestown, and this was recorded prior, so I'm the only one here enjoy and please uh, don't forget to join us in a couple weeks. We are going to be doing something super special for October. We will be releasing an episode every single week during the month of October Um, and the first episode you're going to get to hear us scream about aliens for as long as we care to. So sit back, buckle up, and get ready for part two of Jonestown. Hope
3: you enjoy welcome back to Jonestown, where we're gonna drink the flavor aid listen here for the I'm actually time. going
0: I'm actually going to use that. that's good
3: after California
0: in California.
3: and wait, what are we talking about? Hold oh on. my God
0: we're talking about UK. in San Francisco and Los Angeles UK? when we started are doing UK drugs UK? Well
3: the drugs You're that care. I You're I care. i more so got the drug use in Jonestown. Oh, so if, you, okay, so if you have more of that, start off with that, and then I'll get to Jonestown. Oh, I was
0: just going to say, Um, hold on, let me scroll, scroll. Got to do a little scroll, I scroll. I'm going to just do a quick paragraph scroll, about scroll. California.
3: Yes, go for it. Okay. Do that
0: while I'm scrolling.
2: Okay, so once he got to San Francisco is when he really started to gain attraction, the popularity, like we mm-hmm. were talking about earlier. That's where all the people of color were that he realized he could prey upon and be like evil oh, Sith is. Bernie Sanders. Like, oh, yes the socialism like it's great strike me down and i will become more powerful than you can <laughs> i ever imagine. am your socialist God.
3: <laughs> and bernie they're... sanders is not jim jones i said the sith bernie version oh, i know yes. like
2: star wars yeah. you
3: know. no i do i have two really yeah. star wars is alive in my house that's trust true. me that's true okay well i just wanted to make i sure become darth vader and a stormtrooper quite often with the sound of along with star
1: the hulk unwillingly <laughs> unwillingly <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, Sith anyway. Bernie Sanders. So, yeah, that's where he really got, like, the majority of his traction. Mm-hmm. Um, he carried favor with the public officials, the media. He would go to them and write to them and tell them ahead of time what he was going to do. Like, I'm going to be at this spot. I'm going to be doing this great thing. Basically, like, kissing babies, cutting yes. ribbons, like, popping champagne on boats, the whole thing. And he would let them know when, like what he was going to be doing. Um, he was donating a lot of money to numerous charitable causes. He delivered votes to various politicians at election time. Like he was really just like in there
0: including Harvey Milk. He yes. worked with Harvey Milk when he was in uh, the legislative office. Yeah, oh, right. and um, Marcone.
1: Um, hmm? He he helped uh, get the mayor of San Francisco elected. Yeah, as, um, a bunch of He
0: delivered Damn Jim Jones, his why his did votes? you have
3: to be such a crazy motherfucker? Right. So, so crazy. it's such a
0: weird dichotomy because he did so many good things and helped so many good people, but then in the end, his ego just got the best of him.
2: Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So, the People's Temple ran social and medical programs for the needy, including a dining hall, a rehab center, and free legal counsel. Mm-hmm. Which is just like we keep saying over and over. It's like, why are you so great and also the yes. worst? Like
0: literally, entire apartment buildings in San Francisco and Los Angeles were dedicated to accommodating. Um, people who were members of the People's Temple, um, most of them who were senior citizens. So it was just like a continuation of the nursing homes they had done in Indiana, except now it was a free service,
2: mm-hmm. which was
0: especially beneficial because most of their members were senior citizens.
2: Right. That's so, how you keep them. There you go. Hm. That's how you get all their money, all their social security, yes. their kids, But and like, their kid.
0: your f- In in their minds, (laughs) you're furthering the sense of community. Like we are all in this together, and we all help each other. All in this together.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was not that pretty. What's happening here?
2: But anywho, his message of social equality and racial justice attracted a diverse group of followers, including idealistic young people, wealthy old people, Mm -hmm. and anyone in between who wanted to do something meaningful with their lives. Yes. It was around this time that New West magazine covered them and estimated their members to be around 20,000.
0: Although that was probably, like,
3: pretty high. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah.
2: But I mean, hello? That's a lot. Yeah.
3: The New West article was also the one that, like, kind of, like... Was
2: that the one that was
0: supposed
3: to be, like, an eight-part thing and they only did the first four? It ended up being,
2: like, an expose.
0: It was (laughs) the
3: one that was, like, um, or it was either that one or one after that they were, like... Reasons why Jim Jones should be should be investigated.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It ended up being like, a and report. that's kind of what freaked him out, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we got to leave we, the United States."
0: We have not talked at all about the weird fucking beatings that they would do. To. Oh okay, because like, if you mm. were acting, if you weren't acting socialist enough, if you had the audacity to like go see a movie, or, or have like, sex. or demonstrate your wealth, then you were like beaten. Yeah. Can we talk about the pedophile real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Do you go. have that in your notes? No. Dude, so there was one guy, I can't remember his name, who was a member of their church, and he, like, came forward when he became a member and was like, oh, I'm a pedophile, but, you know, I believe that Jesus will save me from my need to do children. Mm-hmm. And they are like, of course Jesus will save you. And... He didn't believe in any of that. Long story <laughs> short, Jesus did. did not save him and he ended up molesting a 10-year-old boy who was in the temple. And so they took this guy and into, like, a shed and were like, Take your dick and balls out. Oh yeah. Yeah, he yes. yes. I forgot and, about this. And they did, and one of the members of People's Temple beat his dick and balls with a rubber hose until they And were he still mangled. went to
3: Jonestown though. Uh, he still went to Jonestown. He still got to go to Jonestown. Yeah. They still got to had stay. To he, go to he had Jones to beat to, he like, my dick some more. Huh? He had to use a catheter for
0: weeks because his dick was so mangled. How do you explain who who was it who were one of the nurses the ones that That's some
1: kinky shit.
0: I mean But like how do you explain that? It's just like, <clears> oh I slammed my dick in the door eighty
3: five. Times. But That's what I'm saying. I don't think he went to the hospital. He did go to the
1: hospital because he? he got a
0: catheter.
3: But there were yeah, nurses no, he... in the temple, remember? Because they had nurses in Jonestown. They had nurses. But
1: I don't... Well, this is before I don't think.
3: think no, no, no. I know this was before Jonestown. Yeah, but he had all of this in in close proximity. A mini society, maybe because society. he didn't want to go to the outside world. Well, yeah. So as soon as um snort approved. that
2: new west magazine came out the article um like we mentioned that's when the negative reports really began to emerge and people that had like either left people's temple or Mm -hmm. had like observed or talked to their family or whatever um stuff started to come out and it shit got real wild so
0: but at the same time like there were their membership also skyrocketed because
2: uh, hello can we talk about maga people attention (laughs) well
0: (laughs) any publicity is good people who just read the headline and are like preacher miraculous healings and they don't read like all the
2: bullshit about it so they're like like obliterating people's penises and like
3: yes and he
1: really jumped on that opportunity to make money too because he knew the looming uh inevitable of being kicked out of California or having to flee mm-hmm. so he was selling Which is very a uh, picture he would interrupt his sermon to sell pictures of himself for two to five dollars a piece <laughs> and uh, uh, in a okay. single okay. service like, he would raise two to three thousand dollars in a, a single picture? service
3: you him. get to see him every pictures day because himself. he forces you to it's see him every thing. day it's the
2: same thing as a private snapchat I don't know also this was around the time when he started being like you know, his his preference was to be called father. Yes. And dad. See?
3: Yes, and that's then well, Marceline was mother, yeah. mother. Yes. And he got that from Father from, Jealous from Divine. Jealous yes. Divine. Yes. And, I mean, just another reason. Crazy ass man. Yes, exactly. Call me father. Like, how did Call he- Call me father. How did like, he, like, fuck ooh. you. But it, I'm not I mean, calling That's kind of
1: father. a Christian- yeah, it's also things, like a way to—it's a, to
0: like, it, a family thing. It's like a family. But he
3: did thing. not. But the whole Christian thing—he didn't believe. Was he in a pastor?
1: Any yeah. Well, he, but, but he also stuff
2: from everyone.
3: No, I know so he did.
1: He would relish and pick and choose what he wanted yeah. to he use very, from, yes. from different ideologies. Yes,
0: he was being. Did you guys read about the one lady? Uh, I think her name was Patty, which reminded yes. me of Big Patty yes. from Charles Manson's family. But like Patty, who had a who was totally in love with him. But he was not attracted to her, so he was like, "Instead of us having sex, you'll be in charge of my
3: fuck schedule.
2: Yes, like, literally. you will keep
3: trial fucked up. <clears throat> you will schedule when I will sleep with these women." Secretary. Yes. Ooh, I like that. I wonder if she masturbated every time he was going into a room like, sex with another woman. Why didn't she put herself in rotation? Why know, didn't she I just sneak in between <laughs> them? She's like, "Hey,
0: Mister Jones, hold on." He's like, yes. Why didn't she pull Alia and Rachel on him? At Sorry. The, uh, that's it biblical reference because i was raised in an evangelical yeah were cause... you a homeschooled christian too yes yes i had oh, the option weird i had the option in my, textbook... <laughs> in my biology this is a perfect episode for you in my biology textbook <laughs> i had the option to either take the evolution chapter or to redo the chapter on cell structure again jesus christ yes literally literally uh-huh. but no like lee and rachel because uh leah uh, was really getting her juices going for Jacob. Mm-hmm, but Jacob mm-hmm. was like, nah, thanks. I'm all into Rachel. And Leah's dad tricked him into marrying Leah. And they totally boned because apparently he's dumb enough to be like, let's have sex with the lights off. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm just going to feel your titties and hope for the best. And, and then, they, the best. I mean, oh, did the they best. have lights
3: back then? They had candles Exactly. All you have to do is blow that this shit out. This <laughs> isn't
1: Benjamin Franklin times. This is this the
3: 70s. I know that. that no, years. no, 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 no. No, this wasn't. Yep. No, uh, I was about to say. I must have Hold spaced up. out. What a hot like new
0: version of the Bible. <laughs> hot new version
1: of the Bible. Literally. Remember, I was he hitting still, the shelves this went summer.
0: He through the entire ceremony without seeing her. He was like, I guess this is the wife I want to marry, even though I can't see her face. Now he should immediately... have felt the
3: tits before, and then he would have known.
0: He didn't, yeah, he I would felt definitely tits know, yet.
3: like,
2: someone else's penis.
0: So, Katie, let's talk about how they ended up at Jonestown. First thing, can we talk about the fact that a man who's like, oh, we're all a community, we're all equal, it's all equal rights, and then he's like, we're going to name this city after me. We're living in Jonestown, named right. after me, Jim Jones.
3: Also, I'm daddy. Also, <laughs>
0: also I'm daddy. Oh. Mm. <laughs>
3: Hold on, let me let me go back though and say one thing that um, during one of his, uh, his speeches that he was giving to people, he um, started to preach a lot before he actually went to Jonestown and moved to yes. Jonestown when he was in San Francisco. He started to preach a lot about reincarnation, comparing the moment of death, and then immediate additional life to a flame passed from one candle to the next. And suicide continued to be a constant topic at this time too, mm-hmm. so it's almost mm-hmm. like foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jones was against individuals killing themselves for any selfish reason. He warned his followers that anyone doing so will go back 500 generations in 10,000 years. In the quest okay to achieve that. enlightenment and move to I a higher spiritual plane. I want to see his math on plane, that. <laughs> like, I'm okay with that. Like, yes, take me back to ancient Egypt where women
0: actually were equal and I get to wear cool things. Right. And I get to
2: worship so-so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, more than I already do. I'm there. Yeah, no, I'm here.
3: Yes, thank you. I also, where the,
2: where did he pull those numbers from? Right. Well, so that's exactly. the thing.
3: He pulled them out of his fucking ass. Hot. Um. His, <laughs> one thing fucking he ass oh, yes, came his from his fucking your ass. Yes. Sign, Sign me up. So on Memorial Day of um, right before he took his 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 journey to Jonestown, he took part in a citywide anti-suicide rally on the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> And then his remarks took a prophetic turn. Mm. He said, suicide is a symptom of an uncaring society. The suicide is a victim of conditions which we cannot tolerate. He added that for the first time in his own life, he was in a suicidal mood. And this was before he went to Jonestown. And his followers were still like, okay. Mm. Great. This sounds great. This is great. Chinese. Let's go. I'm
2: ready. Um, What's this
3: country called? I don't remember, but we should go. Take me down to the yes.
0: Guyana city where there ain't no <laughs> food and I'm sleeping in a bunk bed. Hey,
3: So, yes, Jonestown was in Guyana, uh, South America, Mm -hmm. and it was a town, this little euphoric utopian town that they made Um, Jim Jones just kind of wanted to live his socialist, you know, community out in the middle of nowhere where he felt like people weren't going to really bother him anymore. Um, They had a few original settlers, and then in May of 1977... A great, like huge majority um, of people started to the great migration. Yes, pretty much into Jonestown. And
1: he put them to work. Well, he took well, a lot of
3: yes, but some of the ladies he got a lot to of do. labor. They, they do. didn't. They didn't anticipate like so many people to be coming in as much as they were. Yes. Um, they the cottages that they built could fit a half a dozen at most, which they were fitting probably a dozen or more people into one cottage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, um they he put people to work essentially. Yes. But then with all the newcomers, there were a bunch of elderly that arrived and small children um who needed constant supervision. Mm-hmm. So the building of the cottages to help, you know, with the influx of people had to come to a stop because the elderly and the children had to be cared for. So they uh planted their own crops. They um, Provided their own food, they had animals and and mm-hmm. they had pigs.
1: He loved animals. He this did. Comes they had from chickens. When he was growing oh, up on a farm. But right.
0: I, we forgot
2: to mention boy. We animal.
0: yeah we forgot. Well we forgot to mention how he made his money when he first started the People's Temple.
2: Selling monkeys door yes. to door. Spider monkeys.
0: Gotta comment you like a spider monkey. Is that oh, how he? Is that how he would do it? I would assume. That's what everybody in Indiana sounds like. <laughs> not, no not, no no. <laughs>
2: actually not true.
0: Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> but yes, no. He lo- he loved animals. I feel like he had like a a pet monkey.
3: He did. Mm-hmm. At who Jonestown. who perished yes. in the suicide? Oh, I
0: don't oh, know why shit. they were surprised that so many people came to Jonestown because the main draw of Peoples Temple was Jim Jones. It wasn't like true. that they
3: people were yeah, surprised. Exactly. It's Jim that Jones. They they didn't plan accordingly. Oh, God, no. To to Not to all. house as many people. That ended up coming. Yeah, they wanted the were, utopia, which were well over nine hundred people. He wanted there the was to like a thousand people that came, and like I said, they they couldn't. They didn't have enough established when majority of these people came, and then yes. they had to take away the workers that were, you know, tending to the fields and mm-hmm. b- help build the cottages and everything. To now, let's get the elderly set up. Let's have childcare mm-hmm. for the kids. We have to take care of these people. Um, another thing that the newcomers did not really understand was they were in the jungle um in his sermons jones promised a tropical paradise and instead they found a rough and tumble camp in the middle of the jungle um which was something that none of them expected either they were really envisioning this just, like, utopian, like, beautiful place mm-hmm. with exotic animals. Well, life is and exotic, work, you know. so
1: that's on well, them to believe. They
3: believe this man, too, who yeah. talks out of his fucking ass. Yeah. Um, one of the followers so at this time, Laura Johnson Cole, recalls, um, she says, I quickly came to love Jonestown. The spirit there was tremendous. And then Jim Jones arrived and everything changed. Because basically before he arrived, it was a beautiful place. It mm-hmm. was a very... loving place and Jim arrives and brings his drug-induced self Mm -hmm. and basically just fucks the entire thing up and changes the whole atmosphere of the entire place.
0: Because by this time he was 100% like into quaaludes, into amphetamines. Mm -hmm. He's wearing dark sunglasses all the time. Like that's when it's like they'll look for him because before he just looked like a normal preacher but as he gets more into quaaludes, as he gets more into amphetamines, Glasses come on so people
3: can't see what's wrong with him. So, like he basically came in and charged and was like, um, like head head on was just like, I'm in charge of something astonishing. So Jones wanted every follower crammed into the settlement immediately. Like he did not care that it was not appropriately yeah. set up. He thought that through his inspiration, they could quickly create a self-sustaining utopia. One that set a much more immediate socialist example for the world, and simultaneously served as Jones's reminder to all of his enemies that, despite his retreat from San Francisco, they had failed to bring him down. Yes, mm-hmm. because and he couldn't admit defeat. Mm-hmm. He can't
0: ever admit that he. And is drugs wrong. helped with that. Yeah. Oh like, this yeah. Is exactly fed what the had delusion the entire time. And like while they were in Jonestown, he because he was getting older at this time, obviously and um yeah he was well, in his I 40s he, yeah i guess i'm not older older but still he would he was in his mid-40s he would like oh god i'm like a decade away from that yes. so fucking weird to think of Um, but he would there would be no chairs when he would speak which is really fucked up considering how many elderly people were a part of this congregation basically like he had a sofa he could sit on And then he would just, like, stand at the pulpit and talk for hours and hours and hours. And pee in a fucking bucket. Pee in a
3: bucket. Yeah. Disgusting. um, It was just control. That's the thing. He took control of everything. No task was assigned. No crop planted. No tool purchased without Jones's approval. Those wanting to be in romantic relationships had to apply for permission first. And even if they received it, they had to endure a probationary period before officially becoming a couple. And breakups also had to be something that had to be permission-based. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you couldn't just break up or leave your significant other without going to him and saying, "Hey, this isn't working out." Yeah, and he had to basically be like, "Okay, well, um, I need to, I need to find out why." Or yeah, I need to, I need to watch y'all to see what's happening. Like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's basically like mm-hmm. an overprotective father.
0: Um, I don't think he ever. He definitely would like go to men and be like, "God told me that I needed to have sex with your wife." Oh yeah,
3: he was very convincing, and like the men would be like, "Okay, Mm-hmm. yeah, I'll just sit in a corner and cry."
2: <laughs> this feels great.
1: <laughs> what have we learned here today?
0: <laughs> well, I'm I see. So noodles work. <laughs> <to everyone> <laughs> um, I I kind of well, I love but don't love that at this point most <laughs> members of his like actual family, if, if they didn't outright hate him, they were starting to like. Uh like not really so distant. Resent. resent him and like openly like uh disagree with him. Mm-hmm. Like, Just like shit on him. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um when, Cause Steven and Jim Jr. were off at a basketball tournament during the unfortunate event. Right. And one of the things they said, um, I think it was Jim Jr. said he liked about it is for the first time he was around people who also had negative things to say about the temple, and it wasn't something he was used to because he was living in his dad's bubble. So it's like he has this perspective that he doesn't necessarily agree with, and then he's meeting all these other people and talking to them and realizing, oh, other people feel this way too. Of course, then he gets the call from his dad with, like,
3: Right, you know, and, and they, they were, were told like, to come totally, back, but they refused to. Yeah, they were totally not on board with it. And but he was basically like, "Well, everybody, because they were in Georgetown, I think." Mm-hmm. And they He was like, "Well, people in Georgetown are also going to follow my orders, and they're going to they're going to end their lives essentially too." Because that did end up happening with a woman and her kids. Thank God they formed that basketball team, and yes. that they were gone. <laughs> their lives were spared because of it. And uh, Jim Jr. said that after that event, he
0: could not play basketball for years. It it ruined it for him. It was until he had a son and his son wanted him to, like, teach him how to play basketball that he was able to kind of do it again.
3: In Jonestown, Jim was still, like we said, we're collecting people's social security checks. Mm -hmm. Um, They totaled about $40,000 per month. They were vital to the Jonestown budget Because, once again, just like in Brazil They had a very hard time making money in Jonestown The workers would make toys out of wood And send them back to San Francisco to sell They sold their belongings and stuff um, To make money, they sold clothing, they sold jewelry A lot of things, like when new settlers arrived uh, Jonestown greeters rummaged Through their belongings Took their passports, took their jewelry Took anything that they thought would make money And send it back so that they could have some money But in 1977... The San Francisco Post Office stopped forwarding the checks to Guyana um, because they found out kind of what was happening and mm-hmm. that the Social Security checks weren't going to the people who they should have been going to. Yes. They were just being used. And the FCC formally charged Temple Ham radio op- operators in the United States in Guyana with breaking rules involving use of bandwidth. And then Jones started to become very um, paranoid again mm-hmm. with them listening in on his conversations about... Um, the amount of guns he was getting sent to Guyana, by the way, because he was like, we have to prepare for an attack.
0: But the thing is, is I feel like even with, like, all the guns they were getting, they only had, like, 38, and none of them were, like... They, they still had enough that,
3: that it was being watched. <sighs> yes. And so he, in turn, instead of calling them guns on the radio, was calling them Bibles because it wouldn't look bad for him to be saying, hey, we need more Bibles sent out here. Yes. And mm-hmm. so that was just one way that he kind of got around. Yeah, they
0: were a lot a- of- Doing a lot. There were... The late 70s was when more media reports came out that kind of painted Jonestown in a negative light. And we're talking about some of the shit that was happening there, where people, like, they weren't able to provide enough food, enough housing, and, you know, really prepping for, you know, a, a negative inevitable. I mean, the food situation was was, was really, yes, really bad. And they also talked about the fact that you could you could leave, but you couldn't leave. Like... Mm-hmm.
2: You, you're free to go. You're free to go, that.
0: but one, Jim Jones is going to make her like a living hell if you try to go. And also, so much of your life is tied up in this cult that it's
3: it's almost impossible for you to leave. Well, he had one woman who wanted to leave, and she ended up having to uh, sign a paper and write a note stating that when she was leaving, that... Basically making this fabricated lie that she attempted to kill somebody or harm someone and that if she ever did, said anything wrong about Jones or the temple, that he would release this letter and she would be charged with the crime that she did not even commit. But she wanted to leave so bad she did not care.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, why wouldn't you? Like, you were led to believe that this was going to be this wonderful, I guess, like socialist utopia. Where you can live out all of these ideals and, like, positives this guy's been preaching about for years. And, like, the hold Jim Jones had on people was so strong that most of the people who ended up helping with the final main event were people who had been following him since Indiana. So, like, once he got a hold of you, he got a hold of you. And... You want to believe all of these things he's telling you because, one, he's accomplished things. So you're like, oh, he was able to do all of these things, like desegregating restaurants in Indiana, which most people thought was impossible in the 50s. So you want to believe that he can also do these other things. <clears throat> but then you find out, oh, no, we're starving. And I'm living in a house with 10 other people. And uh, he's busy having sex with my wife.
2: <laughs> Those four cornfield kids never said a chance. <laughs> <clears throat> and they're like, this sounds great. Yeah.
1: Honestly, he could have uh, continued this a lot longer in a, in a healthier way. Jonestown inevitably could have worked if it wasn't for his mental instability. Yes. Because sure. if he wasn't spending um, so much money on himself, they would have had enough money to bring in more resources. I mean, he was getting 40000 per month. Just from uh, social security checks from the pensioners that were living in Jonestown at the time. Yes. But he just kept uh, using and wasting money uh, in uh, irresponsible ways.
0: Oh, yeah. I, they checked his bank accounts Like after it happened. He had $10 million yeah. stashed yeah. away. And his sons
3: knew about that. Yeah, his sons were like, he gets all this money because he was getting all this money from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yet he he couldn't feed the people of Jonestown. No, he didn't want to.
1: And everybody wanted meat.
3: Yes, which was a very rare thing. And so he tried to
1: he would try to sprinkle it in there because if he uh, if he had a, a hefty serving of uh, chicken or pork per plate for all the. Uh, Jonestown Settlers, it costs about $2,000 each each night.
3: And they wanted the meat because they worked so... They worked such... <laughs> so hard. Um, they wanted the protein and stuff because of the amount of work. I mean, they would work from sunup to sundown, mm-hmm. and they barely got breaks. I mean, they worked seven days a week, except Sundays were half days because they had to go and listen to his speeches. <sighs> But it's like
0: that. It's worth it to do that if you truly are working towards like a greater
2: good, and
0: when you're you like really believe
3: it, yeah. yeah. And but if you're not seeing any anything change after you know, let's let's give it a few days, maybe mm-hmm. even a few weeks, and you're still getting the same shit over and over. Maybe at that point you should start questioning it and moving on and being like, oh, and I
0: think I think that's why people started to leave, and I think that's why people who left Jonestown were starting to tell their story, which mm-hmm. is what led the representative, was it a California representative, yeah, mm-hmm. to come the, in Congress the first place. Way.
3: congressman, it was sorry. congressman Leo Ryan, yeah, yeah. Well, then they She's had the conserve. They, it was. It was. There were temple m- members who were voicing what was going on and what was happening, mm-hmm. but it was more so of the concerned relatives that were hearing about what was happening. Because yes. once again, the threats and the re- the way that they were allowed to mm-hmm. leave was mm-hmm. what held them back. Because they did believe him. They were very uh, much ingrained by by the things that he was saying, the things that he was threatening, oh, yeah. and um, <clears throat> the relatives, which that's what they they call themselves, the concerned relatives, mm-hmm. were people who had. Uh, Mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, children, like grandmothers, grandfathers mm-hmm. who were in Jonestown. And even though they they couldn't, the people in Jonestown were writing letters back and forth to family members, they were being monitored by Jim Jones. So if they were trying to write letters basically somewhat talking bad about Jim, mm-hmm. he would write notes in the margin saying, I need you to go back and rewrite this and say this instead of what you've already put in here. And the notes that were coming in were monitored as well. And I don't think he destroyed any of them or didn't I think everybody got their notes. He just wanted to read them. And I think he would go and take those letters at that point to the members who they were for mm-hmm. and basically say, Your relatives are saying this, but this is how we really are. Yeah. Trying to say, even though your relatives are saying you're being brainwashed or, you know, this is a bad place for you, you know this is a good place. I'm a good oh, man yeah. to you. This is you look at you look at this utopia that you live in, this great place. Mm-hmm. And it I mean, to those people that probably was a lot. Like, yes, there was a lot of like back and forth going on. And, and he had been mm-hmm. reading mail for a
0: while, like probably since California, because yeah. he realized that that was a way he could one control people, mm-hmm. and two
1: get in their heads. Get in their
0: heads. And like, I remember a story of this one woman who she was kind of iffy about joining, join, uh, joining the People's Temple, and she was like writing letters about it, and he would read her letters. And then come and talk to her about her concerns. And so she saw it as a, like, oh, this man must be a godly man because he already knows what my concerns are. This is reality. Francisco, right? Yeah. He was just so like, because like, he letters. didn't leave Jonestown once he got there. Once he was yes. in Jonestown, he stayed in
3: Jonestown because no, this he was, was like, horrified.
0: Because he found out that by reading their letters, he could find out what they were thinking, what they were saying, get inside their heads, and make it easier to manipulate them. Because if you're like, oh, I'm worried about da 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 da, he can come and talk to you and be like, God told me you were worried about da 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 da.
3: Mm-hmm. Even though I don't believe in God, they never prayed. No, because he didn't believe it's, in God. It's that would be one thing I feel like they should all question because they were high in their in, in their beliefs. Yes, and so the fact that you never pray mm-hmm. at any serv- service would be probably the the number one thing of why aren't the red we, flag. Yeah, why aren't we yeah. praying to Jesus, mm-hmm. to God, to help heal us, yeah, to help literally. us? <laughs> well, why isn't God providing us with more food? and more shelter, Mm -hmm. more more toilet paper.
0: And that's why, Jim Jones could heal himself. And that's why you follow
2: him, because that's how
3: powerful he is. By the way,
2: what was his drug of choice? Amphetamines. I know, but like,
3: what? Well, he only used the amphetamines to actually wake his ass up. Because he started with quaaludes.
2: Right, but like, what was he like into? You know what I mean? Like, what made him so crazy at the end? Like, do we know?
0: I think it was just, he, he had an idea in his head that he had all of this pressure on him. So it was like, I have all of this pressure on me. I have all of these people relying on me. I have all this stuff I have to do da, 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 da. So I have to make, I have to make sure I can do all of the things that are expected of me. And so I think that's kind of what drew him to amphetamines because like, you know, when you've heard, I've never done, never done them. Not even joking. Never done them. Never will. But, like, from what I hear, like, the first time you do them, you just, like, get this feeling of, like, oh, I'm able to get so much shit done. Look at me, I'm cleaning my entire house. And then next thing you know, you're sucking a
3: dick under a bridge and your teeth Whoa. are falling out. Well, well. well yeah, whatever he was taking, like, he took amphetamines when, um, like, when reporters and stuff would come to Jonestown. Mm-hmm. He would be so fucked up on anything else. But then, um, I can't remember what it was. But it would it would basically he would be like hallucinating he would be like, his almost on a. was
1: just never. Well, end. and then he
3: would yes. take amphetamines to make himself be like, "I'm awake now. I can talk mm-hmm. to you. I can prove to you that Jonestown isn't a bad place." Yes. Crazy.
1: Yeah, you would just talk and talk and talk and talk. No substance, mm-hmm. but because of his extreme talent for using the English vocabulary and his extreme talent for having. Um, emphasis in his voice and mm-hmm. in what he's saying he's able to continue the facade i mean his sermons already uh going all the way back to california were mm-hmm. manic in nature yes so that's just what people thought he was mm-hmm. so even as he's doing the very real and heavy task of leading this community that's out on their own away from uh, any industrialized society in the amenities from home people are thinking a because he's accomplished so much b even though he's acting completely irrational mm-hmm. and talking up a storm of, of no substance that they still put their trust in him but at a certain point uh i think the people that were not able to leave and it just started to kind of go downhill from there mm-hmm. yes. they in many many different ways would uh find uh some outlet to uh to release the tension and one of them interesting enough uh there was a original jungle juice before the flavorade <laughs> <laughs> it was um, yeah yes so i mean i've been punch punch too um oh, jones yeah. was adamantly anti-alcohol on the premises but a lot of um, and anti-drugs and he was the anti-drugs. only
0: person who used drugs nobody else in Jonestown well, it. a,
1: a lot of cult leaders do that right? it's yes. like, I will partake in secret and you shall not partake mm-hmm, nor know right. of my partaking in illicit substance mm-hmm. but a lot of um, a lot of uh, settlers would would leave either secretly or on a uh, covered, you know, sort of mission mm-hmm. under a different guise to go to either Georgetown or Port Katuma, and they would uh, drink there. But then that became uh, too risky. So some local Amer- Amerindians uh, living near the mission site uh, concocted this uh, fermented beverage called Jungle Juice, And uh, each week uh, Jonestown residents would be found passed out in their beds and um, they'd be caught slacking off. So that even started to become uh, an issue, just starting this downward spiral. And he wasn't letting anybody sleep at night either because he was on the loudspeaker. With these just rants that made no sense whatsoever.
3: That's crazy. Well, he would give like speeches at night. That's what they did. They had to sit on their wooden benches and listen to his speeches that started like early in the evening, and they typically, typically were supposed to be over with by eleven p.m. But sometimes they would go on till two or three in the morning, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and then they had to be back up at uh, like six a.m. for their work. So (laughs) hear me out here, Jim Jones.
0: Yeah,
2: was just playing Sims. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he was just putting them all A in terrible, the pool. Terrible, terrible player. He was like it me seems. when
2: I was eight years old, and I was like, You mean if I build four walls and no door, they'll just not eat?
3: Yeah. So yeah.
2: I can trap them in the pool?
3: You just Turn take me. the ladder out. They can pee on themselves too
2: because they didn't have enough bathrooms. Yeah, he was. There. Yeah, he's literally like. Oh, food, I'll do that later. Let's <laughs> build more walls.
0: I used to do that in um, Roller Coaster Tycoons. Yes. Same. If I had... You don't finish the roller coaster? No, I would always do that. But if I had I guests who were just, like, being dicks, Woo! like, I can't find a trash can. Where's the bathroom? If they were just super bitchy, I would just, like, make a little water thing appear, and I would drop them in it. Like I said, hear me out. Jim Jones. <laughs> <laughs> just playing Sims 3. He was ahead of his time. If only he had had Sims 3. 900 something people could possibly still be alive
1: <laughs> living in Jonestown would as especially in the in the final months mm-hmm. or the final month and a half I'd say it would basically be the equivalent to being forced to have to to sleep outside and have to basically live and listen to Alex Jones 24 hours a day, seven days a week, yelling and ranting and raving about world.
3: What are you talking about?
1: Conspiracy theories, and you have no other option, no other options of information. He's not letting you sleep, and you're having to do backbreaking work. Honestly, suicide seems like an easy out at this point because it's like. And, uh, and a lot of. Uh... You said Alex
0: Jones. I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. I'm saying it's equivalent. It would be like listening to Alex Jones to talking oh. about how the water's making the frogs. It's okay.
1: Gay. <laughs> it's okay, Kate.
0: Well, like, and he was like big on conspiracies because he did truly believe that, like, a his paranoia would was happen, yes, and then the surviving people would build a new version. His of
1: narcissism eating. was so high mm-hmm. that he thought that Jonestown was one of the most top priorities of the U.S. government to come and infiltrate.
0: Yes. He was very much like Charles Manson in that regard. Mm -hmm. Which is very funny
1: because, honestly, he wasn't even... It took a congressman Mm -hmm. that wasn't even well-known to be the only one of the government that was truly even caring. Because other people question Leo Ryan as to what was the even purpose or point of going and visiting.
0: Mm -hmm. I wish he would have listened. So I mean,
1: the Reverend at this point is making life a living hell. And when you have been so sleep deprived, mm-hmm. you are out of touch with a lot of your family You have, or you haven't been able to speak with them or see them in, a, in about a year.
0: And more and more like M- Marceline and Steven and uh, a few of the other ones like just did not want anything to do with them. Like, right. they were there and they supported him And imagine laws, somebody that's not related
1: to Jim Jones yeah. seeing that and then completely losing confidence. Mm-hmm. Because if his own blood relatives and stepchildren, oh. or not stepchildren, but adopted children, are, you know, distancing themselves, then obviously yeah. that's a huge red flag being mm-hmm. waved in your face. Marceline and he kept didn't
3: even um speak to Jones like face to face for like months until yeah. like right before even though that they were night. in the
1: same colony.
3: Well, they well, didn't sleep in the same cottage. They didn't right. sleep in the same area. Um,
1: it's still a small town. No, with I know, but she, she, didn't, she
3: didn't ever really she didn't see a point.
1: They just avoided um, each other at some
3: point. But then like a few days before the the uh, suicide she did go to him and speak to him face-to-face, which was kind of bizarre.
0: Well, and she also, like, she was truly heartbroken when he did the whole thing with Carolyn. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, she wanted him to believe that he that she bought the whole, like, he needed it to be a better preacher or whatever. But, like, Jim Jones was the first man she fell in love with. And as far as we know, the only man she was ever with. So, mm-hmm. like, she for him to treat her so frivolously broke her heart. And I think that's why, you know, she didn't really, like, she didn't want to leave him, but at the same time, because, you know, they had their whole rainbow family, and she still supported the cause, but she didn't want to be around him or, like, have to listen to him lie to her again about his indiscretions. Mm -hmm. Because he was not, he got off on telling her about his indiscretions and would always, like, let her know in detail what he had done because he liked the attention and he liked, you know, her he didn't necessarily like, feed off of her disapproval but if she wasn't paying attention to him and he wanted attention, he would do whatever he could to get her to pay attention She said she
3: was basically only there and was only with him for the kids Mm -hmm. And and he knew that and that's why the night of the them drinking everything she didn't want to take she didn't want to drink it and he said well you say that you're only alive and you're here for your kids well your kids are going to commit suicide your kids are going to die tonight so you also just need to die
0: yeah (laughs)
3: yeah um romantic
0: right
1: yeah when you (laughs) pull the rug out from underneath somebody psychologically
3: yes are
1: basically just trying to get control over their thoughts and Mm -hmm. and their uh and their actions and um oh damn I lost my place okay it w- it was said that um on his bad days Jones's mm-hmm. excesses were like the blistering sun or the biting insects mm-hmm. something to endure just for the sake of the cost mm-hmm. I took that out of a book about Jonestown but that is so telling I mean of of what it would feel like to be there in those final days. Especially for the ones that couldn't leave.
2: That's what I always think. Like whenever I read about it and I get to this part, I'm like, does anyone there? Anyone know what they're doing? Or what the point is. I think well, at some, cool some point sucks. I think at like, some
3: point their their exhaustion and their them just following him for as many years as they have been at this point.
2: I mean mm-hmm. it's like Budafield. Exactly. And, like and crossfit.
3: <laughs> you you CrossFit, you're anymore. forever going to be in our cult episodes. Well, and it's
0: like it's like one of those things where if you admit that this is wrong, if you admit that this isn't good, mm-hmm. then you yeah. almost it almost wasted negates. It yeah, you've waste your how money. many years of your life have you wasted? How much money have you wasted? Yeah.
1: And then there's the fear of others that are in this with you, yes. turning on you. Oh yeah, because you're they've put your in your job, so much, losing your family, like. <laughs> Which brings me or us to the next point of him using another tactic of paranoia mm-hmm. um, towards the end as we're getting closer and closer to that.
3: Well, you can you can you can kind of say that the whole the whole mass suicide thing kind of, in my opinion, stemmed from. Grace Stone was a was a woman who was a member of People's Tem- Temple. She was a member with her husband and her son John Victor. She became pregnant with John Victor. Um, she even had a relationship with Jim Jones, so there was speculation that John Victor was actually Jim's. Of course, so she, did. she gave her custody of her child to Jim. And when she was no longer a member, she wanted to regain custody of her child. So it, it this this whole thing played out for from 1977 until 1978. Mm-hmm. And what it essentially was um like the parents had to sign over guardianship of their children in Jonestown. So wild. Yes. So yes. Wild. Um and so she started this whole custody battle with the United States, and then that even went into the Guyana government yes. in courts. Um, Jim was told to report to the United States court system with the child. In September of 1978, hold please, hold, hold, hold. No, it was 1977. Yeah, Jim was uh, told to record to report to the United States Court in September in uh, San Francisco in 1978. Mm, yes. with the child, he never showed. So then that's why they took it to the Guyana government and courts and were asking him to also come with the child there, which he feared. His whole fear was they were going to come and they were going to take all the children. They were going to take all of their children, and that's what he was telling all the parents. That's what he was telling all of them. But you have to think, like— So that's, that was, fits in
1: with the paranoia part? It,
3: it definitely does, because then also that ties into when Leo Ryan came with um, all of the news people. He came with mm-hmm. concerned relatives. He came, he came with um, so many extra people that Jim was not expecting it. And his fear, and that's another big thing that he kept saying that night, was they're coming to take your children. They're going to take your children. But I think that was, like, a fear of, like, he's like, oh, when people come, they're going
0: to realize that what, that me having control of your children is bullshit. Yeah. Like, I'm going to lose control over this when people realize that I'm not really allowed to do this. So I, I... He, the way he spun it was of course like they're going to take your kids away but in reality it was like they're well, yeah, going they to are. give your kids back well to you. his par- his
3: paranoia um, then turned to panic and that's when of he course. started planning out the the mass suicide mm-hmm. of everything and he even um, one night woke everybody up told them they're coming they're coming they're coming uh, s- stand here drink drink this drink the drink like they're gonna get you they're gonna get you um, and he had this it was like theatrical almost and they was, can't
1: have control over your your death. We must be the ones that fall down uh, on our own. Uh, yeah. Our own, uh, he he planned this whole
3: thing out, and the reason that he did it was because he wanted to see if his followers would actually do what he said. Mm-hmm. If his followers would, if he could trust his followers to do it, and there were people, even though they didn't know this was a mock suicide, yes. they were like, "Well, I don't want to drink it." And he was like, "Well, you have to, or you know, you're gonna I, you're gonna get killed by our men, or they're gonna kill you. They're gonna mm-hmm. take your children. They're gonna kill you. They're gonna do horrible things to your children." Like, he really used their children as as the scapegoat of, like, hey, do what I'm telling you to do. And
1: he would even even have children tell him that their parents were talking behind his back about wanting to escape or, uh, you know, dissenting against him, which is just crazy bizarre.
0: Well, he would also hold suicide drills, like, All the time. Yeah. Like, he would just be meeting with people and then be like, here, drink this. And when they would drink it, he would be like, that's poison. And he would see (laughs) how they would react to it. And then he would be like, just kidding, it's not poison. But I wanted to see... It's like a psychotic high
1: that he was after. Exactly. It's
2: literally, like, the world's most severe case of paranoia. Like, Mm -hmm. this is why you don't do drugs. (laughs) Kids. Jonestown.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it leads you from doing good things to thinking that everyone is out to get you. And freaking out when people want to leave for
3: good reason. So before, um, the mass suicide, um, happened, Jones asked everyone to write essays on the topic, what I would do if this were the last white night, which white night was something that happened to them, Mm -hmm. um, months before, um, where basically Jones planned out another assassination attempt on himself where he said they were out to get him and Um, he convinced a lot of his followers to have their guns ready and to basically, like, be ready for the ambush. And that actually scared his followers who, like, they were watching all these people, like, with guns, and they were, like, freaking out, and they didn't Mm -hmm. trust even some of the other followers because of this. I mean, that's fair, because they're fucking scary. And it's scary to
0: see these armed guards who are completely under his control. And if he tells these people to kill you, they will kill you. So it's not even like these armed guards
3: are not there to protect. And he's a loose cannon. To protect him, yeah. So some of the responses from this essay that he asked them to uh, write, some of them would suggest it, it would be better to die fighting, taking as many of the enemy with them as possible. One woman wrote that she was willing to take poison, but only after putting the children to sleep. This would be hard for me because I don't like to face the fact of killing my own child. Like. Oh, putting to sleep is like a euphemism? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, these people are like, I'll, I'll, I'll kill myself, but I am guess I gotta kill my children first. <laughs> it's like a plain plate. Like, make sure to give your child poison
0: yeah. before applying the poison to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> oh, here's something that's that really out. funny. <laughs> funny, funny fact. In the middle. Is it like funny with like asterisks or like really funny? This is like, I'm sorry, this is such a dark topic, but oh, okay. um. <laughs> so Harriet Trop. Trop trop. T-R- I think it's trop trop. Yeah. Does it? P? Um yes. She um she had a blunt memo to Jim Jones. this is what she said I think the essence of our problem or at least one aspect of it is that no one is willing to oppose your opinion in certain matters and I frankly think that sometimes you are wrong and no one is willing to say so Um, and one evening at a gathering Jones asked her to explain to him why Jonestown women why why Jonestown women found him so attractive and she wrote she didn't find him attractive you're 47 and fat (laughs) Ha!
1: fuck yeah
0: I'm gonna have to cut that, but
3: <laughs> oh,
0: my loud yeah. laughter! <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes,
1: um, I bet that brought him down a oh couple yeah, it pegs.
3: It and pissed
2: and him off. It That sounds like every married couple in the Midwest. <sighs> yeah. So
3: now, why do all these? It's body Indiana, body Indiana coming up. so much. <laughs> it's the
1: Indiana coming up.
3: Okay, so let's talk about Leo Ryan then, because that's
1: talk about uh you you can't jump to (laughs) d-day without yeah (laughs) leah ryan
3: yeah so uh, let's
1: do the fake tour let's talk about the fake tour what was the fake
3: tour
1: (coughs) where he did a tour of Jonestown with uh leah ryan and and the cameraman that came with leah ryan that's what i'm talking about yeah that's what i just said let's do it isn't that what you guys do (laughs) you're like all right let's talk about this now Am okay, I not so. allowed to do that? No, I'm sorry. Am I not in the club? I
3: thought, I thought You're maybe. On the a club. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of you. No, I wasn't. Am nope. I talking in Greek? Yes.
1: Speaking different so, language. So,
3: Leo Ryan was a congressman. So, Leo Ryan was a U.S. Um, congressman who wanted to make an what? investigative trip to Guyana um, with House Democratic Majority Leader Jim Wright. It was. Um, Ryan's, um, intention was to bring More public scrutiny to People's Temple and Jim Jones So uh, They really were more so touching Uh, based on the fact that Jim Jones did not Allow visitors to come into Jonestown It was something Mm -hmm. that he did not agree on And they wanted to go there to kind of say To Jim that if you allow Us to Walk around and experience What goes on in Jonestown, um You Like, let's try and encourage you to allow visitors to be allowed into Jonestown. So then people would stop thinking this place is just such a horrible, bad place. Mm -hmm.
1: In in San Francisco, he already was uh, coming up with the idea that he didn't want to allow photography or film. Um, There's an actual audio clip of him saying to his uh, congregation with massive applause and amens all around, that uh, I'm not going to let them come in here anymore and, and uh, document my people and exploit them. It's, it's fine if, if they want to sh- point the cameras at me, but I will not uh, subject my people to this this type of uh, exploitation. But in reality, it's what he's thinking idiotic. is he's like, yeah, he's stroking his own ego simultaneously while uh, wanting to protect the wrongs and um, immoral things that are happening within his uh, congregation.
3: Mm-hmm. So on November 14th, Leo Ryan flew to Guyana. He brought with him staff members Jack Spire and James Scholaritz. Um He brought nine members of the Sounds media. Like uh, reporter Tim Reiterman, photographer Greg Robinson of the San Francisco Examiner, Ron Havers of the San Francisco Chronicle, Producer Bob Flick, cameraman Bob Brown, sound technician Steve Sung, and reporter Don Harris of NBC, and the Washington Post, Charles Cross, and Gordon Lindsay of the National Enquirer.
0: Yeah, I definitely. Obviously,
2: most credible source.
3: Yeah.
0: I, I definitely thought Jim Jones thought it was just going to be like Leo Ryan and maybe a couple of like
3: it's a, an entourage. Yeah. Also brought the concerned relatives, two of which being Tim and Grace Stowen, who mm. were the father and mother of John Victor. Howard and Beverly Oliver, Stephen Catasteris and his son Anthony, Sherwin Harris, the former husband of Sharon Amos, and the father of Leanne Harris, the oldest of her children, Nadine Houston and her daughter Carol Houston Boyd, former gang of eight members Jim Cobb, Mickey Tochette, and Wayne Petilette, and Claire Boquette. And though she had no relatives in Jonestown, Bonnie Burnham Burnham was also along.
1: She was just curious. So
3: she all really of these people Burnham? arrived in Guyana to um make their way into jones um and it was i don't think we really like talked about it much but it's really interesting that the guyanese is that how you would say Mm -hmm. guyanese government was so much on jones jones's side like they did not want leo ryan to come because they were afraid that they were basically just going to print and broadcast something that was going to make them also look bad for allowing this place to be built when it wasn't as beautiful and great as it was seemed to be to them yeah it's crazy what pride will do Mm -hmm. and one thing that uh leo ryan Mm -hmm. noticed when he was at the lamaha gardens um, was that there was no religious picture on the wall there was no one saying prayers did not hear anyone mention god and that kind of um Someone in the temple kind of got wind of that and told that to Jones, and Jones was freaking out that he would take that back and basically lose his tax-exempt status as a church. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he did love that money. So Jim was very um, adamant about not really wanting Ryan there, and especially with all those reporters. Mm -hmm. But Marceline was like, we should show them how, um, how proud we are that we built this place. Like, don't be so afraid to show them this place. But Jones knew the real intention of it, and he knew that it wasn't as great as a place. Yeah. So he kind of realized how he had fucked up. I think that,
0: and I think that's typical of Marceline is that she's trying to make the best of what is yeah. probably a bad situation, and she's like, "Get yourself together, get your act together. Like, they're here to see what we've done. Let's show them what we've done,
3: and like." there are good things here we right. can show them you know so they flew in and marceline actually greeted them um leo ryan wanted to talk with jim jones and after almost 90 minutes jones appeared wearing his usual dark glasses of course ryan explained that the best way to stop controversy about jones as a possible prison camp was to let everyone back at port katuma in which he um jones did not uh, want to as many people as he, as Brian was bringing to come. So yes. he was saying, Hey, if you let these people in, everybody else in the outside world will not think that this place is so bad. Mm-hmm. And Jim actually did agree. So they had to send back a plane to get the rest of the people. And, um, it's funny because people in, in the, in the, in Jonestown were saying that Jonestown had never looked so good as it did <laughs> then. Cause they literally like, they swept, they cleaned, they were all smiling. Like, fucking robots and shit, like, saying it's a beautiful place, it's great. Oh, it's like Most when, of them.
0: It's like when you know the health inspector is and you're like, oh, let me put this saran wrap, wrap on top of the pictures right. because this yeah. is what we always do. And we didn't
2: just throw 12 cockroaches away.
1: But all of them, <laughs> when, when asked, you know, about their happiness would either pause or look you know, to the left or yep. the right. And each and every one of them had just dramatic circles under their eyes. It's mm-hmm. just not...
2: You could tell going
1: to be possible to hide the fact that they're miserable.
2: It literally looked like an infomercial for, like, help these people. I
3: mean, yeah. even even yes. their dinner that night was um, was not, because they stayed and ate dinner with them, and mm-hmm. it consisted of pork, greens, potatoes, and freshly baked biscuits, which you know damn well that, like that they time. did not have that on a normal oh, basis. Yeah, no. So I'm sure those people were happy, if they even got that mm-hmm. meal, or if that was just for their guests. Yes. It's... Um, And then, so, John Victor was spoken to by Leo Ryan, and Jim Jones was even like, look at how much he looks like me. Mm. And John was asked if he wanted to go back and live with his mother, Grace, Mm -hmm. and he said no, because he was so brainwashed into thinking that Jim Jones was his father and that he belonged there, because they had really bashed her in saying that she even sexually assaulted her own son, that she was an unfit mother for different reasons, that she slept around, and, I mean... This woman never got her son back. Yeah, and up. he died in the mass suicide. Okay. So,
0: and I think it was um, if it was like before they were leaving, or like as they were on their way out. He actually received a note from
3: one of the temple members, yes. where they yes. were like,
0: "Please help us. This is all a facade." Please it was help yeah, it was, it was
3: from mm-hmm. Vernon Gosnay and Monica Bagby, and it said, "Please help us get out of Jonestown."
1: The man that you just mentioned, he had a. Uh, slipped it into his uh the fold of his arm Mm -hmm. but it fell and then he grabbed it and acted like he had he said hey you dropped something here and it didn't matter because this young boy about uh, 10 or 11 years old was like he just passed the note. Yeah, he passed the so note. Jones
3: ended up finding out about it, and he didn't know who it was. He didn't know who wrote the note, but and he also didn't know who had the note, but he knew that that was basically going to stir trouble. Yes. And that's where the entire thing comes kind of from. And that's to how off.
1: much on the fritz and electric the air was there, mm-hmm. is that for a young boy to immediately just jump on that opportunity to be yelling out and pointing a finger about mm-hmm. a note, that... Shows how much Jones had instilled mm-hmm. this air of paranoia throughout every single person that lived there.
0: So Leo yeah. Ryan and his people were still like trying to help these people get out, and when they started trying to help these people, more people were like, "Yes, please help us get out of Jonestown." Oh yeah, help he ended escape. up.
3: He ended up having I think so. He ended up not even just those people. Leo Ryan was um, leaving with. Quite a few people as he was leaving Jonestown. He had gotten yes. a lot of people in. Jim Jones was not happy about that at all. And even earlier in that morning of November 18th, 1978, nine settlers slipped out of Jonestown and into the jungle. The group included three children that were given fruit punch mixed with a little Valium to keep them quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when Leo Ryan was getting all the other members he wanted to leave, settled in jones learned of the 11 other people who had left earlier in the morning and he had kind of sent people out to look for them um and as all of this was happening and jonestown and leo ryan and then people were getting ready to leave a storm actually came through jonestown which wasn't uncommon in the area they had storms but tim carter
1: um, well this was hurricane season as well
3: so a storm came about and it was actually it had been um it was actually one of the worst storms anyone remembered since the first trees were cleared for the settlement
0: oh yeah
3: and tim carter um who came with leo ryan recalls um or he didn't come with leo ryan he had just flown in from san francisco the same day that leo ryan had arrived he was still a member of uh, jonestown yes he said that it was felt like evil blowing into jonestown when that storm mm-hmm. came but he was away when it actually when the big sim mm-hmm. actually happened <laughs> i love that you he was that. what <laughs> he was
0: away he wasn't at the compound when it happened
3: no, he, he witnessed his, his, his wife and his child die.
0: Yes, but he... He but was, was asked, like, yeah. Yeah, but it was, like, he didn't drink anything. He came right, and they, it had already well, happened. because mm-hmm. Jim
3: had asked him and his brothers and um, other people to carry uh, cases of cash yes. out to San Francisco. hmm So, but then he... And we'll get there.
0: <laughs> but then I feel like he went to Georgetown for some reason, or he went to, like, the capital for some reason. No, he
3: did after, after he saw his wife and his son. Oh, okay. Um... Oh, so as Leo Ryan was leaving, which, by the way, there is uh, an attempt for Leo Ryan to be killed at Jonestown by one of yes. um, Jones's followers.
1: Yeah, he's um, running after him with a knife.
3: Yeah, he actually, he ended up um, he, in, a, in a in a struggle with two <laughs> of the men that came with Ryan. He ended up hurting himself and, like, squirting blood all over Ryan. And Ryan was like, I just want to get the hell out of here now. Right. Um, yeah. And they were getting ready to leave in the truck from Jonestown. Um, As they were leaving, uh, Jones was whispering with some of the followers, Mm -hmm. and one of the followers that um, decided he wanted to leave, too, was Larry Layton. Now, um, the departing settlers were immediately suspicious when Layton jumped in and was like, I want to leave because he was very devoted to Jones and he would never leave him. So at that point, they kind of felt like he was um, doing an assassination attempt of Leo Ryan. So, jo- Jones watched as the truck drive away, and he um, muttered, I've never seen Jonestown so peaceful. A few minutes later, he said, I think Larry Layton is going to do something. He's very loyal to me. So, at that point...
2: Hold this. But it sounds like such a Donald Trump say. Oh, yeah, I think he's I think he's, he's going to do something. He's very loyal to me. He's very loyal to me. Great person. Uh,
1: I have no idea what it is, and I'm not going to take responsibility for it. But But I'm I'm pretty sure he's going (laughs)
3: to So, yes, he he assumed that Larry Layton was basically going to hijack the airplane (laughs) and basically Mm. kill himself in the plane crash and kill Leo Ryan and everybody else that had come. Um, So they got to Port Katuma, and they were um, in the process of boarding their airplane. Um, Leo Ryan began taping his interview with the NBC crew. Hold, please. (laughs) Ryan began taping his interview with the NBC crew, kind of being like, we just left Jonestown, you know. Um, this is what's happened, which you actually can watch that. Yeah. You can go on YouTube ah, and watch so the assassination creepy. of Leo Ryan and the other people. Oh. All of a sudden, a tractor trailer moved down the runway toward them, and someone says, I think we've got trouble.
1: And they just creepily uh, drive, you know, horizontal to the the aircraft, and there's no visually there's no way of knowing that there's gunmen in the back because they're covered by... Um, what would you call that? A canopy. Like a- yeah, a canopy. Yeah. yeah.
3: It was, so almost immediately after someone said, "We've," I think we've got trouble, um, someone else shouted, hit the dirt. Um, and...
1: Their rifles shot so slowly, too. It was almost like watching a Revolutionary War reenactment. <laughs> it's like, pop! 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 Oh. Yeah, like... Yeah, it was
3: painful to watch.
1: Crazy. And then they, a lot of them hid behind the back left, or left tire mm-hmm. of the aircraft.
3: So, Ryan, along with Spire, Harris, examiner, photographer, Greg Robinson, Anthony Katarza, Kataris, NBC cameraman Bob Brown, and soundman Steve Song all fell either dead or grievously wounded. The gunmen moved forward and fired more shots into the fallen victims. So they just could like, they just didn't even care.
1: And what was the, what was the female that was there?
3: Um, the mom of that boy. Grace Stowen, she didn't get shot
1: did she pretended to be dead on the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. was that Grace Stowen to be dead um well she pretended to be dead but she didn't realize she was actually shot
1: yes yeah. and then they shot her point blank and she still survived
3: yeah and at the time it at is. the same at but the, they
1: uh, thought they thought that she was dead like yes. they were very confident when they were walking away
3: um at Port Katuma where the airstrip was there was actually um an abandoned uh Guyanese uh military plane that was oh yeah like stuck on the strip or something and Mm -hmm. they witnessed the entire thing happen they thought about like going and like stopping it but then they feared that they would be like held responsible for it so they didn't which is kind of like i i can see why they wouldn't want to but also it's like you know there's some fucked up shit happening in the jungle right like y'all know that which by the way we didn't say it but the locals would leave their babies outside of the gates of Jonestown, knowing that their babies would be cared for by the members of Jonestown. Jesus. So they feared that their babies wouldn't survive with them mm-hmm. if they left them at Jonestown. Obviously, we know what
2: happened there. Well, Guyana was also going through it.
3: Oh, like, yeah. if yeah. I was
2: Guyanese and I saw a bunch of Americans, like, fighting on an airship, I'd be like, my name's Paul, and that's who you <laughs> all. Like, like we're fucked up. Like, we don't have... I mean, like, yeah, we're, third dealing, world with, we're dealing with whole country. Like, what the fuck? We barely have, like, a functioning sense of government. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. America just consistently shat on them, which is why I'm pretty and sure so that Jimbo was like, hey, let's go there. They Jimbo. will not care. Like, mm-hmm. they don't care. They didn't,
3: and they were on their side for the most part. Yeah. So, about 4 p.m. in Jonestown, the camp loudspeaker system clicked on, and Jim Jones's son, Lou, announced a meeting in the pavilion. <laughs> Nothing indicated any emergency, so people didn't exactly run right away. That's
0: Honestly,
3: happened. they were more concerned with the fact that they were just going to hear Jim ramble on for the entire night. So then...
1: If if that would have been the thousandth time I had to go through that, I would have been would more have fearful about that as well.
3: Under my bunk bed. <laughs> Bye. Gloria Rodriguez, who was married to like, Tim, Tim Carter, sent him on ahead with their 15-month-old son, Malcolm, saying it was probably going to be a long meeting, so she needed to go. I would
1: check, be so tired diapers. of so tired of his voice at this point.
3: Either before it happened or when it
0: happened, Jim Jones Sr. actually called his son, Jim Jr., and gave him the message that they were going to visit Mr. Frazier, yeah. which was a code, code for, word. Mm-hmm. we are all going to commit suicide, yes. mm-hmm. and he expected his sons to follow through. But because they were in the environment they were in, where it was like, oh, we're with people who are comfortable with dissent, they declined yeah, and decided to save themselves, which was amazing and fantastic.
1: Right. And yeah. No. Exactly.
3: So, yeah. So, so, Tim Carter kind of plays, uh, uh, like you said earlier, he wasn't at Jonestown. He yes. didn't commit suicide because he was sent on another task. Um, but, like, his... He was pretty he, big in the organization. Like, his sister was married to Lou. Right. Um, so he, when he walked into the, in the, into the pavilion, he walked around the side and saw Jones talking with Marceline, Lane, Gary, John, Johnny Brown, and Jim Michael, McElveen? Sure. McElveen.
0: He's dead. Can't fight it. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: So Carter kind of inter- <laughs> interrupted them, and he said, what is this, a fucking convention? Um, Gloria Rodriguez then came and took their baby away, um, and Jim, um, asked, he, he kind of, Carter kind of saw what was happening because they were whispering to each other, so he kind of sensed what was coming. Are you about to cough? mm mm-hmm. No. And so Carter eavesdropped as Jones winced and asked, is there a way to make, because Jones was talking to Maria Katastra, who was in charge of basically mixing the poison, Mm-hmm. And they had actually had some human guinea pigs drink the poison before they actually used it on everyone else. What? Like days before? Yes, yes.
1: And those people died. obviously. Yes, but they
3: did it in secret, so nobody knew.
1: Wow, where'd um, they hide the bodies? Just throw them in the jungle?
3: I don't know, turtle <laughs> But oh, that's a mystery. That, maybe that was a itself. Carter ended up hearing you. <laughs> Carter ended up hearing Jones ask Maria, is there a way to make it taste less bitter? She shook her head. Somewhere in Jonestown, human guinea pigs had already sampled the deadly po- potion. Jones then asked Maria, is it quick? She replied, yeah, it's really quick, and it's not supposed to be painful at all. Jones nodded and told her, okay, do you what can you do to make it taste better? Larry, who was their physician on site in Jonestown, spent months perfecting the perfect blend of flavor aid, tranquilizers, and potassium cyanide. Even at his last moment, Jones expected his faithful physician chemist to tinker with the mix just a little more to make it taste not so bitter. Ugh.
0: Maybe that's why he ended up not taking it at the end. He was like, Larry, you have failed me. Right. So now I must shoot myself in the head because I will not drink this bit of beverage. It is beneath
3: me. Well, I think he was seeing what the <laughs> fuck it was doing this to everybody else. This is not the Lord's beverage. Let's, let's, let's find out what, how painless it is. Oh, um, Carter understood what was about to happen. And Carter, once again, has a 15-month-old son. So he was only thinking of rescuing his wife and child, so he approached Jones offstage. He said, let me take Gloria and Malcolm, and I'll go and get Tim Stowen, meaning I'll go and kill Tim Stowen, who is Grace Stowen's husband. Oh, who is John gotcha. Victor, Okay. Who they kind of all blame this entire thing all, on, almost. Um, and that'll be revenge for what we're doing now. So Jones glanced at Carter and then asked, will you take care of Malcolm first? Meaning, will you kill your <clears throat> 15-month-old son first? And he then said, let me think about what you just asked me. Not Carter did not ask Jim that. Jim has told Carter, I'm going to think about like letting you take your wife and your son out of this and not have to kill themselves. Um, with that, then Jim finally went on stage and kind of got the whole shebang going. So then... Which Carter, you can listen to on YouTube. Yes, you can listen it's to the creepy. awfulness on it's YouTube. It's so... The People's Temple tape recorded almost all of Joan's sermons and addresses at meetings, including this one, his last one. He began the meeting with, how very much I've tried to give you a good life. Basically, and kind of encouraging them to do what they could. Um, but yeah, so Tim Carter and his brothers were um, were asked to, like I said, carry like huge cases of cash out back mm-hmm. to uh, to. Uh, georgetown to Which San Francisco. i just don't
1: understand that if jim jones is going to be uh dead anyways why was he trying to protect the money
0: well because he's still there were still churches in san francisco yeah, and that's Angeles what he wanted to get and it in to. indiana so like he still no wanted to
1: keep the money in in the church
0: yeah he still wanted the people's temple to continue on he just did not want to go back to California and say, "Oh, Jonestown was a failure. Let's figure out what we do next." Which, Even by the then, way, we do... never
3: talked about. They actually had an an uh, another plan to leave Jonestown and go to Russia. Go um, Russia. Russia. And that was like something that all the followers at this point were like, "Well, can't we just can't can we just go?" And to you Russia?
1: can hear that in his last speech. She yeah. has a a uh, devout follower of of his. She's speaking out and saying. Well, hey, uh, what happened to this and he said he just keeps uh blowing it off and saying, "Oh, there's no point uh at this point we we've lost uh all hope they're coming for us. it's too late mm-hmm. uh just just go with uh with dignity yeah, and and, and basically trying to say that her um, by brushing her off in her commentary or her suggestion of like, hey, you know, this isn't the final solution. Mm-hmm. He's uh, basically telling her just, you know, you need to keep your dignity and just go with this. Yeah, because it's Using like... Using dignity against her, yes. which is so like, low and narcissistic. We have to keep our dignity than
0: being taken. And also, like, we were we were born in the wrong time. This isn't the time for mm-hmm. us. The best thing we can do is leave this planet and hope for a better reincarnation. Hope to be born in, again in a better time. I mean, that's his, ready for us. His
2: last speech just like really lets you know he, just, he was just ready to die.
0: Oh, yeah. Because so- like,
2: with all that money, they could have easily, like Sean said earlier... They could have easily kept going for a long time. They potentially could still be active today. They have $10 million. They could have easily Mm -hmm. taken everything and everyone and gotten established. And they're already
1: exporting goods. Right, So they had a small economy going on.
2: He was just ready to fucking go. Mm -hmm.
3: So, yes. So, So the gunman who ended up shooting Leo Ryan came running back to the pavilion shouting, we killed the congressman, we got the congressman. And so Jim Jones made the final announcement. It's all over. The congressman has been murdered. Mm -hmm. And so he was telling them that they were going to come for them. They were going to come kill them. Um, So Jim Jones then asked the nurse to come on stage. The nurses brought bundles of filled syringes. It was the time Jones wanted the infants, toddlers, and older children Mm -hmm. had to go first. Mm -hmm. It's simple. It's simple. He promised the parents. Just please get it before it's too late. The Guyana Defense Force will be here. I tell you, get moving. Some parents didn't move fast enough, though. So he warned them that if they didn't kill their children, the GDF, the Guyana Defense Force, was going mm-hmm. to torture their children, essentially.
0: And this is where you can hear Marceline in the background, like, crying yeah. out, like, yeah. trying to get him to stop.
3: He was saying, as Maria was saying, that it's a painless death. Mm-hmm. Um, cyanide is not, <laughs> no. is not painless no. at all. The last minutes of a cyanide death are brutal, marked by convulsions, a desperate gasping for air, a rising bloody froth of vomit, and salve... Sal- Saliva. Saliva. I was about to say salvia, and I was stopping myself yeah. and like, not salvia. <laughs> saliva, and finally, a blessed release into unconsciousness. Yes. As the nurses used syringes to squirt poison into the mouths of the first few infants, many parents hurting their children forward hesitated, particularly when the babies began foaming at the mouth and convulsing. And like Sean said, or Renee said, or whoever said, you can hear the baby screaming in the background of the tape, and it is Heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. Tim Carter was about to reach Jones's side. Just before he did, he saw nurse Sharon Cobb squirting poison into his 15-month-old son's mouth. Mm. Gloria was standing right there next to him. She was going to go next. I saw that, and I felt guilty that I wasn't saving them. On that last day, it felt like walking through mental quicksand. I believe all of us were a little bit drugged ahead of time by um, basically a tranquilizer that was put into their cheese sandwiches that they had. And when Carter was asked later why he didn't charge off the stage and simply knock over the poison vat, he replied, there was no vat out there yet, only the syringes. So all of these kids are being forced in their mouths this poison that is not painless. And they're feeling so much. And they're screaming and they're crying because they're
1: in pain. And their parents are holding them. And their parents are holding them. And as they're watching their children die, they are personally losing the will to live.
0: Because then after the kids are dead, then it's like, well, your children are dead. If you don't kill yourself, then they're going to, when they come, they're also going to arrest you for killing your children. So your only choice now is to leave this world.
3: Carter found Gloria and Malcolm, and um, he held Gloria and Malcolm. The little boy was already dead. Gloria had froth on her lips. Tears streamed down her face, and she couldn't speak. Carter knelt beside Gloria, cradling her and the baby in his arms and repeated, I love you so much, until she was gone, too. (laughs) <laughs> that breaks my heart. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: He lost his sister, his sister-in-law, his niece, his nephew, and his wife and his son. In one fell swoop.
3: Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I mean, all of these kids, and then the, for their parents to just watch not only their kids, but the kids before that and still allow it to happen, to be so fucking brainwashed. Oh, yeah. It's just fucked up.
1: And he's coaching it through. He
3: kept saying, they're not crying from pain. They're crying because of the bitter taste. That was his thing.
1: I can just, and I visualized this before, many years ago when I first listened to this tape, I can just visualize the most glazed, gray-eyed human being staring in the direction of these people but not actually looking at them, just... Just a haze over his eyes, as as a soulless man is coaching, and half acidly delivering a sermon too. Mm-hmm. You can tell there's not <clears> throat> nearly throat> as throat> much yeah. uh, passion or, or uh, emotion in his voice as any of the other sermons that he's he had delivered, or at least what we have uh, accessible to to be heard on recordings. It's it's just real fucked up
0: because it's all about him. And, like, these people don't actually matter. What matters is...
1: His statement.
3: Yes. So That's it. Tim Carter ended That's up all. leaving his wife and his son where they were. He um, did not... He says, I did not give a fuck about anything. I kept thinking they murdered my son, but there was also a voice in my head saying, you cannot die, and I made a choice that day. I wanted to kill myself on the spot, but maybe I could tell what had really happened. So he wanted to get out. So on his way back to his brothers who were in the woods with the suitcases of money, Mm -hmm. he passed Carolyn Layton, who was the wife of um, the man who Mr. Layton. I'm sorry. (laughs) She she asked uh, Tim Carter, what's wrong? He said, they've murdered my son. And she replied, oh, Tim, we had no choice. Hmm. Well, yeah, because
0: Carolyn was the mistress. Right. So she was right there in the thick of the whole thing, like believing with her whole heart that this was the right thing to do. And, you know, I mean, she fully believed that Jim would never ask them to do anything wrong. So
3: um, a few people in the poison line thanked Jones for all that he'd done for them. Mm. His response was to call for more of the poison that would kill them. He said, where's the vat, the vat, the vat? Where's the vat with the green sea on it? Bring the vat with the green sea in. Please bring it in here so the adults can begin. The vat was fetched. And as a woman who was about to die, shouted, go on to Zion and thank you, dad. Jones began a Mm. rambling monologue. We used to think that this world was our was not our home. Well, it sure isn't. We said one thousand people who said we don't like the way the world is. He interrupted himself to tell someone in line, "Take some," and then continued, "Take our life from us. We laid it down. We got tired. We didn't commit suicide. We committed an act a revolutionary suicide, protesting the conditions of an inhumane world." And that's where the tape ends. And it sucks that
0: he's spinning it that way at the very end, like he's still. He still thinks of himself as this great, like, revolutionary social justice, mm-hmm. civil rights leader, even as he is, like, forcing these people to kill their children and then themselves.
1: I feel like I found a tape that continues after everyone is, is dead, including him, and the silence is just...
3: It might have been for deafening. when they were going to... look at all. Yeah, yeah, to find the bodies, which yeah. even in turn... Ter- On
2: the 2020 special, yeah. they just, like, hand... It's like debi- it's when the well, an audio stream. tape after... Yeah,
1: but the probably took the audio from,
3: like, yeah. the investigation.
1: Probably, probably. Yeah.
3: When the soldiers came through to Jonestown to investigate what had <laughs> happened, they, like, started tripping over what they thought were logs or, like, booby traps essentially set up by Jonestown because they mm. had no idea what had happened. And then when they realized that these logs that they were tripping over were actually dead bodies, they really, couldn't believe yeah. it because it kept they kept tripping over more and more and more and more and they ran out of the jungle they were they were like throwing up they were sick, they could not yeah. believe it they were like breaking down and crying like they just could not believe what they were seeing because they were seeing body after body babies, children like everything yeah. and the initial count in the beginning they said was like twenty something because they couldn't find all the bodies because what's
2: well, creepy is that they called it like
0: Carpeted floors of bodies. Yeah, exactly. That's terrifying.
1: Yeah, so the original count going uh, from it was like twenty something. The search crews and delivering that information back to the states (coughs) was giving uh, a lot of these a lot of these families uh, false hope, and obviously back then the. Oh, the yeah. news traveled a lot slower than it does now.
0: Um, I saw an interview with Stephen that he did, I guess, with the remaining m- members, and um, he didn't even know the breadth of tragedy at that point. Mm-hmm. He thought at most it was maybe a couple hundred.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, he had that was no- like his wildest count. <laughs> yes.
0: And they were like asking him questions, like da-da-da, and he's, he's 19 years old, and he's like devastated and talking about how much he hates his father for doing this and they're like do you think do you want your dad to be remembered well or do you want your dad to be remembered poorly he's like I don't give a shit how he's remembered like he did this and this was wrong and it's awful he did this like I believe in the message I believe what we stood for but I don't believe in this man and I hate that he Mm -hmm. has done this
1: right and poor uh, Hacian Thrash I mean when she walked out of her cabin, she didn't know what the hell...
3: She like, was like, I was taking an hour. Oh! Ah! Yes! <laughs> because, because when they were going through and like with syringes, they thought that, sh- that she was dead, even though she was asleep. Uh, and she walks out and just probably <clears throat> starts tripping over dead
1: bodies. Yeah, she, like, was, she was very, very old. She was dehydrated, confused, but otherwise all right. She was very confused, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was smelling pretty bad. Oh, uh, Definitely what What's always said uh pretty much in any document that you see or uh, or watch or listen to about Jonestown is that uh Jones himself, even in death, his body stood out uh towards to everybody. He was sprawled out on the on the small stage uh he had been shot in the head and his abdomen was like all swollen and bulging up. From under his button-up shirt,
3: because they had literally because it was so hot. Mm-hmm.
1: It, was it was so really hot, humid.
3: They also talked about how um, the creatures and animals took of,
1: place uh, really quickly.
3: Had also, had little feasts <sighs> on some of the bodies before they could actually find them.
1: Yeah, oh. the the first initial count was uh, three hundred eighty-three, and then that uh, following Monday it increased to four hundred eight, and then they realized that what they had uh inspected was only the top layer so there's another underneath and then another underneath that and the more and more they scraped up the remains of these of these people they found that the lower layers of dead were uh were uh, infants and children so mm-hmm. they were the first to die so they it grew to 700 by Thursday uh, on Friday, it was 780, and then finally, seven days after the tragedy, it grew to the final count of uh, 909.
3: I can't even imagine the people who had to dig through those bodies that and is, like what is dead bodies and put them like. in those boxes and like not like even those. Unfortunately,
1: babies. Google tell um, you. <laughs>
3: yes, you <I> can. <mean>, <laughs> so a picture, sad. There's a picture in this book. Yeah, let me see. Like there's pictures. Like. Of, on documentaries, the fact that they show the bodies, too, it's just, like, mm-hmm. mind-blowing to me. I just... I can't imagine being a parent and holding my child and squirting poison into their body, knowing that no. they're going to die. No yeah, matter who
1: is taking control oh, of my brain, geez. I would never.
3: It's... It, that's, that's why I started crying reading about <laughs> um, Tim Carter. I mean, he witnessed his wife... Or the nurse injecting his son with the poison. Like, can you imagine being yeah, far ridiculous. away from that, but being close enough to witness it and not being able to stop it in time? Oh, yeah. Not being
0: able to do anything, but just, like,
3: yeah. And every, for everybody else to just continue to drink it and for Jim Jones to be such a pussy that he can't drink his own poison, that he shoots himself. Or he, he did he shoot himself or did he have no, his think, guard shoot him? I think he,
0: because it was in the back of his head. Yeah. So I think he had one of his guards shoot yeah. him in the back of the head. So he gave himself a quick... Not painless, but relatively painless death while his followers were subject to cyanide poisoning.
3: I really hope that, like, there were some people that Jim killed himself before everybody killed themselves and before some people drank the, the, the mm-hmm. poison. They were like, wait, no, fuck that. He said, yeah. I'm not going to do it now. No, just pee on him and leave. <laughs> exactly. So That's what we do, yeah. <laughs> squat and squat and go. So once again, people, um, go back to our Buddha-filled episode if you wanted to find out the ten ways to find out if you're in a cult. Um, (laughs) but yes, like we should link that again though. (laughs) Yeah. Just so people know. Absolutely. Because it can end in this way because the entire time I was researching this, it's like, even though we, you have a clear mind now, Mm -hmm. like you could come across somebody at some point where you're like, who, who, who manifests this whole great thing that you want and you could easily fall into it. And your mind can go into that whole deep, dark hole of they're right. I need to listen to them. Like it's it's yes. the gurus. It's not just it's not just preachers and pastors, it's gurus. It's it's other people. It's speaking so eloquently and so good and like promising the things that you really want to hear and mm-hmm. that make you happy. Like don't join a fucking cult. I
0: think it's important to remember that there is no one person on this planet who has all the answers. Right. And if you encounter people who pretend like they do or act like they have a direct line to the answers, Cross president. That and CrossFit. That is like a clear line because there's no one person who has all the answers. Diversity of thought is important and it's a good thing.
1: That's why humanity is a collective and not a one mind entity.
0: Yeah, like social justice is great. Having a strong community is great. Helping out other people is great. Socialism is. Not terrible. Right. I don't as long as Jim this, Jones saying, is yes. not
1: at the forefront of telling you how yes. to do it.
0: It's when you have one person standing up and saying, listen to me, I have the answers, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's when you run into trouble. And that's when you end up uh, molest or suicide or taking weird vitamins and getting a tattoo of a K on your hip. Uh, Nexium?
2: Yes, you're right. See you it was so, like yeah. a K.
0: It was a weird thing, but yeah. When you lead into stuff like that, or if anybody asks for you for a ton of money, speaking of, can we have your money? So we set up a coffee <laughs> account. If you're familiar with that, K O F I. If you, uh, if you enjoy our podcast, if you like what we do, um, we are just three uh, working class girls trying to make a living. So working please feel free.
3: Too yeah. I work a lot longer than
0: that. <laughs> Please, please feel free to buy us a coffee or a tea, and I'll put the details of that in the uh, podcast description. And it is not like Patreon; it's not a monthly
3: thing. It's just a one-time tip because you like what we do, and if we knew you, we'd like what you did, sure. maybe. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at conspiracy podcast atl. Yeah, we post fun stuff.
2: In Facebook at Conspiracy Podcast.
3: Join in the discussion. We like talking to you. You might like talking to us. Send us any recommendations or any weird kooky shit that you want us to maybe do research on and cover. Yeah, you know. Or suggestions. We're open. Yeah,
2: we're compliments only. Our legs
3: are always open. Just oh, Katie's. Just Katie's. <laughs> our
0: legs and DMs are always open. Just Katie's. My DMs, my DMs are not always <laughs> open, just my legs.
1: Can I say Only something about husband. Jim Jones before oh, yeah. we end?
0: Yeah, definitely,
1: dude. I have a theory. This is my personal theory. I like to come up with uh, like a, a final answer personally oh, yes. for why crazy-ass people okay. do what Give they do. Give us your final
2: thoughts, and then we're going to
1: end. My final thoughts would be that Jim Jones was constantly after the ultimate high Mm -hmm. and the high that worked for the longest time for him was the energy and enthusiasm he was able to, in chaos he was able to create and conjure up from people on a daily basis and then when that wasn't enough, he turned to uh, amphetamines and quaaludes Mm -hmm. And then he combined the two together and then his delusion swirled into thinking that he could create a society, which he almost actually did Mm -hmm. successfully. And then when the high ended for him and it ended quick and it ended, uh, harshly because reality always hits you hard and quickly. He wanted to go out in the most, uh, infamous way he possibly could that would be his final high yes is this big fuck you to the world that I mean, he I never really even enjoyed what living he was in
3: when he was watching that if it made him feel uh, like oh i'm that powerful i wonder if it was the most powerful he felt the entire time oh, I'm i would sure. think part about getting these people to do exactly what you tell them to do and he i mean right. he did
0: like <clears throat> jonestown was the greatest loss of america greatest loss of american civilian life oh. until 9 11 and it's so still number that. two. So still fucked up and incredible, not in a good way. But... Well, there's our secret.
2: <laughs>
3: Conspiracy theories are a yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Join us next time for um our episode on nine no.
2: eleven. No, 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 no. No, we are not doing an episode. I will oh my hurt. god,
3: calm down. I will hit Um job
2: family. Um, <laughs> our agent of Bobby chaos is Mary, so the original
3: agents of chaos. We're building Bobby conspiracy mechanics. theory children too. Oh my god. We show them pictures. Oh my
0: gosh, You're building is. children? <laughs>
1: what are they? Robots?
0: So, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. bye. bye.
3: You don't want to say bye with us? Bye. Bye. I would like to live. I, that I, I just want to do God's will. That's the And I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land.